everybody welcome to the notes my goats podcast as always i'm brandon and i'm steve and welcome to friday we've made it to the end of the week guys and uh we are in the midst of uh talking hip-hop this week earlier this week you heard uh the one and only donda from kanye i think by yay now i think just by yay yay whatever uh steve i'm gonna pass it over to you while you're laughing to uh, introduce who we're talking to, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So who are we guys, talking to? Guys, I'm going to call this Comedy Week because it's, it's, it is a hip-hop extravaganza. We have three episodes in a row we're doing hip-hop, which makes me so happy because that means Brandon has to talk about hip-hop three days in a row, and he still is the whitest dude in the world. 100%. So 100% whitest man ever. So it makes me su- super happy to have him here to like, start <laughs> off lyrics and talk about Nate Dogg or whatever else. It's a, the best thing in the world. Um, yeah. today we actually have a guest on it is Friday. We do bring on guests most of the time. And I was just on this guy's podcast. We had his, his, uh, his other half of the jungle is hell. Darius was on talking about DMX. I was in the podcast, just kind of talking about dad stuff, adoptive dad stuff, different all over. We talked about Nirvana. We went music a little bit too. Yeah, it we went did. all kinds <laughs> of places. So yeah. we're bringing Mel on from the jungle is hell podcast. Hey Mel, what's going on, hey. man? What's up? What's up, man? I really appreciate you guys having me on. Once again, I'm Mel from the Jungle Sale Podcast. On our podcast, I mean, we talk about fatherhood, friendship, love, mortgages, travel agencies, uh, anything under the sun, uh, anything we can think of for the day, we're going to bring folks on and talk about it. And, uh, nothing is yeah. sacred. Since- Nothing is sacred. And speaking of nothing being sacred, I just want to do a shameless plug. Uh, since my my episode stood at ten one Friday, first Friday in October, and in October we will be doing horror stories. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> Spell W H O R E E R stories. So you know any any women out there, y'all have some uh, or men, there's men too. <laughs> Well, we're going we to save the men to another month. We might oh. do the men in November. We're going we gonna to give the women, I told, we may do the men in November. But yeah, yeah any, like, a, any like, a, like a no ask, shave November, mo, a Movember men's issue. There you go. Exactly. I, I feel like if we bring men on to do it, it, it'll just come off like sounding like braggadocious and misogynistic. So sure. it's just, let's, let's ease it in with the women's stories because, you know, some women have done some very shameful, men too, but we've all done some very shameful things to get what we wanted when we wanted it. So we just, we came up with the concept and we put it out there and we thought, Hey, we would only, did do- you come up with the concept or like, I know uh, you said we, but I feel like was this wasn't necessarily your, your initial it, thought. It, it was mine. Oh, was it? <laughs> it was actually mine. <laughs> it was, oh, it was actually mine. It was That's mine. So it was, funny. It was mine. But Darius was like, Darius- I like it. Let's go. Exactly. Oh, he, he loved it. And then uh, yeah. we, we had uh, some OnlyFans girls that was already planning to come on. And then when I saw that they did OnlyFans, immediately it clicked in my head. Uh, I was like, man, we should we should have some some women's come up on uh, until they they horrible. Because I, I watched another podcast called Horror. It's spelled Horrible Decisions. It's a women run podcast and talk about sex and all that stuff. So, man, we should have some women come on and tell their stories. And I was like, man, we should have everybody got some type of horror tale. Some some type of some type of horror story, some type of you know yeah. horror triumphs, yeah. and then I saw October rolling around. I was like, bro, horror stories. We got to do it. 
yeah. we have to do it. And <laughs> but y'all know Darius is the he's he he has a, a way bigger following than me. And uh he he's been doing the social media game for a long time. Like he's been viral buku times and that's what he does. He likes to get on and do his thing on social media. I have coworkers Stir- that follow me. He so stirs the pot. To, yeah, he loves stirring the pot. And I have coworkers that follow me. So I'll be trying to just 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 uh re- repost the areas, be like, oh, this guy crazy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but but sometimes Check out I'll, this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send him stuff and be like, hey, you should post this. Like the one um what what was that post he put up? Uh tell us your porn uh search. Oh, history. the porn the porn hub yeah. search. I sent him that and he was like, Oh, you want me to be the villain, huh? And I was like, Man, you oh. got to. And that post blew up. That, that <laughs> one that one went yeah, about six ways a Sunday there. That went yeah. all over the place. That's guys hilarious. and women. And then oh. that was kind of the precursor to us for sure, for sure, doing the horror stories. How much women interaction came on to that one? So, ladies, if yeah. you have questions, you have you have stories to tell. Mel from the Jungle as Hell podcast would love to talk to you guys for a little bit. If you just want to listen this year, maybe get on for next mm-hmm. year, because I'm pretty sure this might be a yearly deal for the Jungle as Hell mm-hmm. podcast. Maybe, <laughs> maybe biannually. You never really know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. but <laughs> this, check also it out. T- this also ties into what we're kind of talking about today. <laughs> it, it was. Yes, it does. It's the perfect, perfect album for it. So. <laughs> Darius, or, sorry, Mel, Darius, I got Darius in my mind. Mel, so we oh were, I was on your podcast and you were like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to be on your podcast because Darius had already been on. You're like, mm-hmm. I got an album for you. And you dropped, which one did you drop on me? Ludacris Word of Mouth, man. Ludacris Word of Mouth released in 2001. This album here has a, a special, a special spot in my, in my heart. I, I told you the story, Steve, yeah. but, uh, so this was the first CD I ever owned. Um, or the first album, full album I ever owned. Not the this is the second CD. My uncle used to work at a radio station and he used to give me uh this was back when people would go to the radio station and give and give out demos and for the yep. listeners. I'm from Louisiana, so Ludacris was based in Georgia, but he hit the circuits all across the south. So my uncle being a radio host, he would give me the edited CDs that he get. And uh, my first CD ever was a, a dim and then radios used to get demo radio tracks it would have like only two songs on it like the two most popular songs and that's it but it, it would have the cover art and it would come nice in the case it was really well packaged but it was just mm-hmm. a demo so big mo uh, i think it was called purple world big mo's purple world was the very first cd i had but it was only two tracks and then my uncle hit me up another day and was like hey nephew i got something for you and he gave me the ludicrous word of mouth cd now mind you i'm only nine years old at the time but it, it was, was the edited version. version. It was the edited version. It was the edited version. And this so he couldn't get in too much trouble for giving it to you. Mm-mm. Man, Just a little bit. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when I tell you, and this is before I knew anything about anything. So the only uh song that was on the radio really was uh Roll Out. No, no, excuse me, not Roll Out. It was Move, Move Bitch was the only song on the radio. And I, I had the CD at home. So you know, the kids at school, move trick. Get out the way! Get out! That's what we say. Move trick, cause you know the words was edited, and I was I would be there like, that's not even the coldest song on the on the CD. Y'all don't even know yet. I said he got another song about to come out called Roll Out. Now that song fire, and then uh, Area Codes came out. I was like, damn, when Roll Out gonna come? Cause in my mind, I'm just like, 
they need to play roll out on the radio. I have the CD. I know he got the song. I didn't understand yeah. that there were certain rollouts that they had. So I'm going to school every day telling all these kids about this other song and nobody know what the hell I'm singing. And I'm feeling so cool because they singing Mood Chick or they singing uh, Area Codes. And I'm here like, yeah, really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Real Ludacris fans <laughs> at nine years old trying to gauge if they're worthy <laughs> of Ludacris That's or so not. <laughs> So the funny thing is this being your first, this being your first mm -hmm. full length record that you mm -hmm. had, album that you have, you know, kind of mm -hmm. shaping you around explains a lot for, you know, you know, the horror yeah. days that you got coming out here. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, we, we got, a, you got a lot to thank your uncle for. I'm just, just saying yes. right now, it was, it was destined that you were going to meet Darius. It was, you know, destiny from nine years old. This was going to happen. There you go. So and it I was really funny. Met, and I really met Darius in the middle of horror. <laughs> I could see you and him having that same exact conversation. Chicago? Oh, Ohio. Oh, there we go. Okay, got you. There you go. This one over there. Okay. Vallejo? Vallejo? <laughs> no. That's what I want. No, I could see. So the funny thing was, is you brought this up on, the, on your podcast. We were in the middle of recording, and I was just like, bet. Hold up. Let me make a quick text. And I texted Brandon while talking to you and Darius and said, we're doing this. Get a date. And he to a date while I was still recording. We had a date set up before we even finished recording yours. This was the fastest date. We usually people hit us up about a podcast. It takes me and Darius a week to get to get stuff situated between each other. I know he said I hope he listened because he he said the he calendar's does. wrong on his phone. I don't know what he's doing, but we've talked about this. He but oh, I put these dates in on my phone. I say, brother, what I think you did is I think. You have your own personal profile and you have it linked with the jungle sale and you setting these dates on your personal and it's appearing on the jungle sale for you because you still sign in on your personal. But if I but log into the jungle sale, I don't see nothing. It's nothing. So I keep I put in dates and he'll be like, oh, that date's already booked. I say I, I got it in there. He'll show it to me on his phone. I'm like, man, you did have it in there. I so, but I'm trying to explain it to him. But you know, we we figure it out. We figure it out. Yeah. But if you it's listen, like, it's like me and my wife listening to it. So, okay, me and my wife does it too. It's the same thing, same basic idea. But yeah, yeah you put him on blast. He needs, he needs to get stuff on trying track here. You guys are trying to go worldwide. Come on, here. Darius. He does he listen. Is, he will definitely listen to this. Know, I know. Yeah. I know he'll listen to it. Sure. Um. So going going here, I'll get into my stuff a little bit just because there's a ton of stuff on Ludacris. Mm -hmm. Dude's been going since since 1998. Did you know he was actually born in Illinois? He's from Champaign, Illinois, is where he's actually from. And when he was nine years old, he moved on to Atlanta. But okay. he's a rapper, songwriter, actor, and record executive, among other things. Um, been active since 98. His first, his first actual album he released on, uh, on Disturbing the Peace, his record label, was Incognegro. Incognegro. I'm, I, I read that. And I was like, oh, oh God, that's a perfect ludicrous album right there. And then but it did. It did OK on a on an independent level. He didn't do bad for it. Um, mm -hmm. Success, though, for him came when he, he got with Def Jam South and dropped back for the first time, yep. um, which was uh, What's Your Fantasy and his first album. But that was in 2000. Now, word of mouth came out in 2001. Mm -hmm. So just a little over a year later. Chicken and Beer came out in 2003, and Red Light District came out in 2004. This dude put out four albums in about four and a half, five years. And this all four working. of them, all four of them were, were platinum or double platinums. 
Yeah. They were they were they sold like crazy. Um, he's got eight total albums, not including Incognito, because they don't they don't include that one with rare sales because they don't have the sales on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is all Def Jam South. Um, on those eight albums, eighty eight singles. Uh, forty five of them were he was the feature artist. Uh, thirty five of the eighty eight singles though have been in Billboard top forties. And then let's go. I'll just I'll throw it out there. I always throw it for Brandon. Brandon, how many total albums has he sold? Is it eight albums? How many total do you think? How many total? Uh, 75 million. Nope. What about Mel? What you got? Mm. Brandon went high. I'm, oh, I went high. I'm all the way out of here. Uh, with three million, four million? More than that. So you went, you went, Bryce is right. I like it. You didn't go over. Uh, so yeah. four, 14, <laughs> over 14.2 million. Okay. Wow. Now I, I undersold him. You undersold him, Brandon. Brandon. Sorry about that. Gave him a whole lot of credit. <laughs> I here. oversold him. Yeah. So, of the I was, fourteen, I was counting in the the Fast and Furious money. I like. Yeah, you're you're, oh, you're already in space. You, you're already kidding. in space. <laughs> See, in, in, in my mind, I was only thinking of like moving albums across the south and having to have that ground team. So I'm like, oh no, he flew right to this one. But his first four albums were eleven and a half million of those fourteen point two. Mm-hmm. At the, the back four Man. he's done since then haven't done as well but he's not really been focused on music really yeah. he's right. been just kind of getting his other game out there so again acting credits dude's been in fast and the furious flick since number two i don't think he was in tokyo drift but uh he's been in six of i don't i don't think a whole lot of those people were in tokyo drift no tokyo drift is kind of an add-on but he was yeah. he's been in uh he's been in seven of the nine uh fast and the furious movies he was also in crash he was in Hustle and Flow, a movie called Gamer with, uh, I think that was a Gerard Butler flick, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then yep. uh, TV-wise, he's been in a few different things. He's been in uh, Empire and mm-hmm. in uh, Law and Order SVU. So he's done Everybody, a lot of- Everybody's been in Law and Order SVU. <laughs> I know. He probably got punched by Ice-T at least once or twice. Probably. And I just want to say, he even in his uh, acting roles, he has not been typecast. And Ludacris, even in his music, he don't come off as like no gangster thug or nothing. He's like a fun guy and he doesn't get get typecast. And that's why he's a versatile actor, mm-hmm. versatile guy. Yeah, he does the serious every so often. Gets, gets It's mm-hmm. the serious side of it. But you don't see him coming off as somebody that's, you know, going to be, you know, pulling a gun on somebody and just being like, yeah. a, like a straight up gangster. He's, mm-hmm. he's not he's, he's not coming off like a T.I. or a DMX. He's yeah. not coming off as super hard. He's right. coming off as that fun guy behind the scenes. that's going to make you laugh. But then, you know, because he be, did. If we're going, if I mean, just thinking, I'm just thinking like Fast and Furious movies, too. Like he I mean, he was a part of that club gang, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but he he had like moments when he was the funny one. He yeah. would he would do a quick little quip jab funny thing and you'd get a quick little laugh or whatever out well, of it. Well he he's the him. he's the tech guy. Like he's yeah, the right. smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he, smart guy. He's the smart guy. He's the one that hooks all the cars up for everything else yeah. and do the crazy stuff. And then he's like the whole, yeah, he's the whole pit my ride. With him yeah. and with him and Tyrese coming at it because people don't understand. I mean, like kids, I would say from like 2010 and on now, yeah. kids mm-hmm. don't realize how how big of a rap star Ludacris actually was, or mm-hmm. that Tyrese was actually a musician. Like mm-hmm. Tyrese was a singer. Nobody yeah. freaking knew. No, you just know Tyrese from Fast and the Furious. Right. And the other other stuff he's been in, but those two together is hilarious. And just the fun stuff that they get involved in. But so word of mouth, I did a little bit on this one. Released November 27th, 2001. It is 18 tracks. Ju- it's 79 minutes long. It had four singles. 
and like you said, they were kind of re- re- released a little bit differently, but the mm-hmm. first release was actually Area Codes. Mm. So Area Codes okay. was the first release. Rollout was number two. Saturday Night was number three. And Move Bitch oh. was number four. Move Bitch didn't get released until July of 2002. Wow. Oh. Damn. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know Saturday was a, uh, was a single concert. Saturday Night Love was a single. that track. I yeah. did not know that. Okay. It was actually one of one of my it was it was in the running for my deep cut for a while, and I was just like, I picked two singles. I don't want to pick two singles, mm. but um, it was this is the best selling Ludacris album. It sold over three point mm-hmm. six million copies. Uh, it's, okay. it's most popular. Um, it was nominated for the best rap album in two thousand in two thousand two okay. on the Grammys. It didn't win. No. <laughs> Do you think you know who won? 2002. 2002. I was nine. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, you would know it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> What's the album? Who won? Off Danny? Eminem. Eminem, Eminem show? Uh, okay. Eminem show. This one, personally, white this one's white boy. This one's better mm-hmm. than Eminem show, but I see yeah. what it was public and what it was. Um, It did end uh in 2002 on Billboard. It did end the top 200 at, at number 10. So okay. it came out in November of 2001. So they really didn't count it for the top to top 200 for Billboard. But the next mm-hmm. year, it was number 10. It was the 10th best selling album in 2002. Um, but it, it, de- it debuted at number three on Billboard. So in 2001. So when it came yes. out. And then notable contributors on this one. There's a lot. Um, yeah. So Nate Dogg, 3 Six Mafia, Jagged Edge, Twista, Mystical, and anybody that was on Disturbing the Peace Records. Anybody. Yeah. Everybody's it's, on disturbing the pieces on this album. There's one thing I want to add. Whenever you Go think ahead. about like these guys coming out and having their own group too, Ludacris really put his group on, in my personal oh. opinion. Like I, I knew his group a lot just listening to him. It wasn't like, oh, I'm also I also have this other thing in the background. I feel oh, like he, he set them really up for success. With them. Yeah. He set them up for success, especially in this album. I mean, I 20 is, is featured a few times, and just mm-hmm. his stuff just hits hard. And you can tell it's his boy. But he's not like just following his coattails. He can he can hold his own. A bunch of these guys and the, and the ladies can all hold their own with him. That's that's actually one of the better things I've seen about it too. So you don't some of the women. I know it's Shauna and what's the other woman named Soda is too. Uh, Sharifa. Sharifa. Sharifa is the other one. No, Sharifa Farida Cooper. Yeah, she yep. was a singer. Sounds like a weird yeah, strain of weed. Yeah, players might be now. Players Club was in there with Titty Boy now, two chains. Mm-hmm. Um, Chingy was in DTP Field Mob, which is they got a special place in my heart, and I wish they was just a lot bigger than they was. Bobby Valentino was in DTP, so he he has some he has some stars on him. Yeah, for sure. He definitely brought out he brought out a lot of people on here, and then DTP just kept turning them out, like you said, with Def mm-hmm. Jam South. He was he was actually the reason Def Jam South kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And then got got even going there because they were trying to go with uh, with juvenile. They're trying to go up against juvenile with cash money, and that was kind of the in the early two thousands. Shit, the South was was hip hop at the time. That's mm-hmm. where it came. That's that's where everything came from. I mean, you were you were living it, so you kind of know what's yeah. going on down there, Dirty South. But mm-hmm. it was either Atlanta or was in like the New Orleans, Louisiana area. Is where Atlanta, Louisiana, and Texas. In Texas is kind of where everything yep. was in Houston. Yeah, where everything was kind of that that mm-hmm. role right there, small part of the country. But that's, that's where a lot of the hip hop from like '99 to like probably 2005, 2006. Yeah, some Florida has some some honorable mentions in that too. Let's not leave out Florida. Florida yeah. has some has some people. They had a few come through. I yeah. mean, 
was Florida still going? Was going at the time? I know Pitbull was. No, not not Florida. Uh, Trick was out. Trick was out. Um, was, was Pitbull out at the time? I don't remember Pitbull that young, so I, it's hard for me to say. I remember Pitbull kind of more in my middle school, high school days. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he might have still been out though. Yeah, it, it don't matter. I, I, no. I remember Ludacris. Man, this album made me fall in love with Ludacris. Like, mm-hmm. I used to want to play Def Jam Vendetta just to play as Ludacris. Yeah, I remember Def Jam <laughs> Vendetta. That was an awesome. <laughs> that was an awesome. Yeah, you had Trick Daddy. You had Rick Ross was was going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see who else was going to that Florida. There were so many, but it was all the South. That's all where hip hop yep. came from. It it went from mm-hmm. like East Coast West Coast to like oh hell no, that's all dead. Like, let's come to the South for a little while so they can regroup and come back. And Ludacris was one of the ones that pushed it out there, but I think his style is what really did it. Um, before we get into kind of our favorites one, I got to ask Brandon a question. I ask him this all the time, and this is kind of a fun one for me. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Steve. <laughs> what has been your experience with Luda? Where, where Did you listen to Ludacris in a high school? Few, no. Uh, <laughs> a few tracks here and there you know like roll out area code like i've heard those songs move bitch her all of that we Just always say it at home because your mom would yell at you correct 100 <laughs> percent. but you know mainly like I, I so i knew of him and then i know him in fast and furious like as I an don't, actor but i do know like i know that he's musician first actor after that like i at least know that distinction mm-hmm. you know so, so this is the first time you listen to a full ludicrous album. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Now I have a question for you because we've done it. We've done another Atlanta based um, rapper. Group <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. And the last time we did an Atlanta based rapper with outcast, you had to kind of get a cold towel. Yeah. Um, were you okay on this one? Did you have to like, you know, sponge the neck off, make sure you're all right. I was fine this time. I was what trying happened? to. <laughs> oh, he, he got, um, it just it caught me off guard is what it did okay. initially. I, Andre, <laughs> Andre and Big Boy just done a, done a little bit too much on him. He wasn't he wasn't expecting yeah. it to be so sexual. Right. All oh, all at once. It, it threw yeah, it threw yeah, him yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hail Mary. So, but for this one, I I was like, all right, I know I already know what I'm getting into because of other mm-hmm. tracks from other albums. One of which I'll talk about here in a little while. Um, I. I knew what was coming, so I knew what to expect. So it didn't really catch me off guard. Um, but then I was trying to roll through this album in the mindset of not necessarily an 11 year old for me in 2001, but as you know, an adult or his age in 2001, you know, what that, what the music scene would have been like in 2001 versus what we're seeing now. So, and I'll have, I've got thoughts on, all of that later so awesome so i just wanted to get brandon's take on it because it's always fun for me when i bring up especially hip-hop from the early 2000s when i know he was living at home with mama and she went allowing that sort of stuff um so it's fun i'm sorry mama yeah right mrs alberta she don't listen listen no more it's not because of him it's because of me um hi mrs alberta a (laughs) hundred percent I'm, I'm uh, Hopefully, we haven't she ran my mom away yet. Me and Dad's moms are, are our biggest fans, so we haven't ran oh. them away yet. My <laughs> mom, my mom loves our podcast, but yeah, um, yeah I mom, have an effect. My on mom, mom will listen if she knows the artist. If she doesn't, she oh, won't. okay. So, so she won't listen. We'll to get her at Christmas time. Yeah, we'll get her in Christmas time. We'll do like <laughs> some like I don't know. Kenny she's gonna G pull Mariah Carey one up. 
Probably. Mm. And then I'm going to throw Def Jam Christmas Adders to throw her off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Motown Christmas. Uh, James Bond Christmas, man. Come on now. I'm going to have to send you guys a, a New Orleans Bounce Christmas playlist. Okay. Yep. It just be, I mean, it's not it's artists that you all know of, but it just have the New Orleans spin on it. Okay. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Interested. All right. So let's get into this, guys. Um, let's do it. Because we, we don't do Jungle as Hell style podcast here. We don't we don't go to two plus hours. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, okay. we could. We could. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to be quiet. It's like, I'm going to let them no, know. No, 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 no. Dude, you do uh-uh. you. You do if you. If it goes long, it goes long. <laughs> That's good. I, All right. I, so, I pay. For, I pay for Zoom to go long without us having to do two separate things. We can just go. Yeah, so. it works that's out. How we, that's how we were. It was like, man, we're not going to keep stopping at forty-five minutes. Like, let's just pay uh, for this. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, so Darius. I'm going to start with you. How about you, Mel? Mel. Mel. Sorry. <laughs> shit the bed. Oh, I'm Brandon, keeping that. Make me sound cool. All right, Mel. What's up? What was your favorite? What was your favorite track here, bud? Oh, man. So it was hard uh, distinguishing my favorite from my deep cut. Okay. And it was also hard separating these three. It was between Rollout Saturday and Word of Mouth Freestyle. Okay. Okay. The Word of Mouth Freestyle was fire as hell to me because I, I, I'll say that the word of my freestyle was so fire to me because it was just different from the freestyle that I had been in Louisiana and being in central Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of Houston influence. I got a lot of the little flips of the world and they just kind of going and going and they're freestyle about their clothes that they wear. You know, they just freestyle about anything. But Ludacris freestyle had a lot of uh, style and flair and flavor to it. I was like, God damn, this is what a freestyle is, you know. And this was really before YouTube to where you saw all the other people and they talents in the world. So when I heard that, that was like, damn, that's just so fire to me. But I, I think my, my favorite track has to be uh, Saturday. It's that that track just make me so hype. Crease don't fry on the stove. No more. Moved on up. It just, oh, dude, it hits so track, hard. Yeah, it, I don't, it's so listening back to this uh, as a 29 year old, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I still got super damn hype. I felt like a little kid that was pressing play on a, on a boom box. Even though I'm listening to it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like a kid again. I felt excited as hell. Ask my lady. I fried chicken that whole week. <laughs> I, I fried chicken that whole yeah. week. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. That's so funny. That's good. No, it, it was that's an amazing track. Yeah. So that's so uh Saturday, Saturday gotta be my uh my favorite track off there. All right, I'm gonna go with my next one because I think I know what Brandon's is, and I, I have to give him the floor to then this one out. All right. So my favorite was area codes. Mm. I could have gone with rollout, I could have gone with move bitch, I could have mm. gone with Saturday night. And any of the singles were just they were top notch. This one hit so hard, and it it might also be the skit. Howare, yeah, that preludes it because yeah. it just made right. me laugh so hard. Because you, Ohio, <laughs> Chicago, yeah, you know, yeah, it just yeah. like and it makes me it makes me laugh because when this came out, it was huge. And I was in high school. I was mm-hmm. it was this was actually senior year of high school, and this one popped out for me. You're old. Um, I'm old. It's okay. I'm okay with it. I was working at Meyer, 
and we would walk. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was working at Meyer because everybody worked at Meyer for some when you were a kid, especially yeah. in Mesquite. Oh, there was shit to do. Right. So they were paying not much. They were paying. Uh, but walking, I used to unload trucks from Meyer when I was just out of high school, just in high school. And we would walk from one side of the store to the other. And we would sing the Nate Dog hook of mm-hmm. I got hoes. And we would just do it all the way through Meyer as we're wearing, you know, our, our stuff and get in trouble because we would, you know, my buddy would just go, hoes, hoes. And we would just keep going all of it. It was Muskegon, so they really didn't <laughs> give a shit. But it was fun. And this made me like the Nate Dog, the Nate Dog track. And I was just like, yep. I love one, Nate Dog, man. This one still hits hard every single time. It just, the, oh. And now you say that, I just remember like, so once again, this came out when I was nine. I had this album in elementary school, but I remember being in high school and that was like a point in my head. Like I wanted different numbers from different area codes. Like, you know, I'm in my area code 318. If I get a 31337, I'd be like, I got hope. It's 20 years. It's 20 (laughs) years in November. It'll be 20 years in about a month and a half from when this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still... I mean, I got a wife, and I I don't want no hoes. I got too much yeah, too yeah, much yeah. time shit just now. But when I was twenty, oh dude, no, oh shit, I think I was married when I was twenty two. Fuck, um, <laughs> that's all right. She's an ex wife now. We're okay with that. Yeah. Um, but I forgot for a second there. You can tell um, these tales, these horror okay. stories. Yeah. She should she should line up. She's got a few. My wow. I'll, I'll give my ex's phone number. Wow! I know, I know for a goddamn well she don't listen to this shit, so it's okay. Oh my god! I, that's right. <laughs> I could, I could go on your podcast, tell some whole stories about her. That would be more. I'll come back in November. Ex-wife whole stories. It's happening. Oh no! Yo, it's happening. I'm getting this shit. Uh, I got a fun one, but we won't get that on here because this is a this is a PG-13. We we, we, we we gonna bring it to the jungle as hell. Don't worry. about Oh, that. it's going oh to the jungle. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> Brandon, how's your host stories? I don't have any. Guys. I didn't think you would. <laughs> All right. So that was mine was Area Codes. Brandon, uh, what was your favorite track? Guys, it was the greatest hit skit. Because it's your life. It, it is, is your life. Skit. It's so my life. The greatest hit skit. Guys, I, I, I love his this. favorite track is a skit. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I picked this one because uh <laughs> It's the only one. It's the only one that's really relevant to me, and one that I can kind of like, like my like my life. I can get it. Like I understand Mm -hmm. it. Like the other tracks, you know, they're good. They've got a nice beat to them and whatever. But this one, I like. I felt this in my soul a little bit. Like the whole explain 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 the skit, Brandon. So the whole skit talks about white people rapping Ludacris's songs. So offbeat as hell. With that, guys, when I was in college, his album Battle of the Sexes came out in 2010. Yep. Right. I I don't think I can do it now, but I actually learned the entire how low track from that album. Really? I did. Like how low she could go lower than I ever really thought she could face down. Yeah, all that. Yep. You know, Brandon, you know, you know, when you get Brandon on, on the jungle on the jungle as hell podcast. Make him beatbox. He can actually beatbox. I did. Yes. I, I majored in music in college. And one thing that I did other than doing homework was learn how to beatbox and you do homework very often. Uh, no. Right. I know I did. I did sometimes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. 
uh, my professors don't care anymore. Nope. Because I like my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anywho, so guys, it's just so it's so, and it was so funny hearing me attempt to rap, uh, doing that song because nobody expected it out of you know a six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound white dude. Um, so me thinking about that mixed with this skit, it just really kind of put it over the top and was one of those that I. I had a nice laugh too. Like, yeah, I feel this. I understand this. I just understand this deep. So I don't understand hoes. I don't understand different area codes. Yeah. I I just I don't. Uh, but the moment but, I but well, well, white, let, but white guys rapping. It's <laughs> all me. Let, let, let me put it in a different context for you. Sure. So you've you from West Michigan, right? Born and raised, man. Have you ever? Not even dated, just met a woman from Detroit and you got a number and that was an area code you didn't ask, you you never recognized before. You was like, wow, I think it's what 313. It's like, wow, 313 area code, and I got that. I'm doing something. I wish I could say that that was something. <laughs> I, I just Brandon yeah. stayed home. I stayed home. didn't do I I learned how to beatbox, guys. Like that was my life. That and going to Buffalo Wild. Wings what, what, what did you go to college? Uh, I went <laughs> to a uh, a private uh, Christian university on the north side of Grand Rapids. It was a stone's throw from Grand Rapids. Oh my God, Sammy! There you we go. You never got a, you never got Erico from nowhere outside of Grand Rapids. What is Grand Rapids Erico, by the way? Six mainly, mainly six one six. Oh yes, yeah. so, yes, duh. I know that. Yeah. So you never got an Erico outside of six one six. My wife is two six nine, so I got there we go. her. I got hers. <laughs> Two six nine, two, six, nine. Yeah. Hey, you gotta yeah. to me. Here and we I, go. Come on. You know, and yeah. So Steve knows this. Mel, you don't. I actually met my wife online. So like okay. we met online. And so I was like, oh man, she's totally, she's totally hot. Like, I'm just gonna message her and be like, hey, how's it going? I knew I had no chance, no chance with her whatsoever. And uh then she messaged me back and I was like, oh shit. And uh yeah, and then she ghosted me for six months. But then, then, she go, then, she, then she ghosted you for six months. She ghosted me for six months and then went went to Africa for 10 days for fun. Not for fun, for school. But I, I, that's part of my comedy bit is I just say that she ghosted me for six months and then went to Africa. So You have that effect just, on ladies. I, uh, I met my lady online, and it's funny. Uh, I kind of, I don't want to say I ghosted. I just, I was rarely on there. It was, it was Tinder. I rarely was on there, and I, sure. I wrote her one day, and she applied pressure. I was like, hey, I'm barely on here. Uh, that don't mean I'm not trying to get to know you. She was like, well, how about you just text me? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was oh, on since cool. then. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. And she was in a different area code. There you go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> so, Steve, now that we talked about our women in the area codes. Yes. Is your wife, was she from a different area code? She was 616 and I was 231. So, yes. There you yes, go. Look yes. at that. Guys. I was in Muskegon and she was in Grand Rapids. I, I'll just say so, since we're in Grand Rapids, you was the whore. I was. Your, your, your <laughs> wife was like, different area codes. Let me go. Yeah. Out. Yeah. She, and then she realized that I could cook and clean and she was like, done. Got yeah. it. That's yeah, the exactly. one I'm like. That's hilarious. What, what, what she must have she must have told the rest of Grand Rapids, man. I like my imported. Yep. <laughs> From Muskegon. <laughs> Nobody said that ever. No. Nobody has ever said that. I like my men imported from Muskegon, please. 
I like them heavy and white. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'll take that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, exactly. I'll take that heavy and white with a little gray poufon. Yeah, right. Gray <laughs> poufon. <laughs> extra white you know i'm going to go extra fucking white in this situation oh, gosh. Oh, oh, it's oh it's off the rails all right guys so it's what before, happens, we, man. before we get into our least favorites let's uh play the word association name game Yeah. All right, you got to pull the track list up. Yeah. Oh, I got it up. I'm ready. I was ready for this. Oh, come oh, on. Man. All right. Okay. All right, got so two? <laughs> I got two per usual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody knows how this works. I have two album or two tracks from this album, and I've kind of word associated or phrase associated. They mm-hmm. mix and flow. So you might have to think about it a little bit. We'll see how this goes. For the first one. Ready, guys? Mm-hmm. That's what. I got it. Say it again. That's what. I thought it was just off the album title. That's what. Oh, it is. What? It is. Not, not the album title. Track no, titles. No, track, yeah, yeah, track title. Track titles. That's yeah. what. That's oh, what. Yeah, oh, yeah, never mind. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what yeah. All right. Yeah, she said. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah that's what she said. Yeah, exactly, guys. Okay, I, I thought it would be a play on, but never mind. I get it now. It I can it. be okay. a play on the on things, too. It can be a play. Yep. Yeah. But no, that makes it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. That's what she said. Yep. That's what she said. Absolutely, guys. All right. So here's the last one. Uh, I'm just going to sneak right past you. Duh. I know that one. Come on, Steve. Really? This is the easy one. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mel, help him out. What is what, it? What is it? Uh, wait. Excuse me. Let me get right past you. Yeah. Excuse oh, me. Excuse okay. me. Oh, bitch. Yeah, there it is. Ooh, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to do that. Oh, just like oh. the whole Michigan, like, oh, I'm just going to sneak right past you. <laughs> oh, dude. You oh, got me on that me, one. I was me, like, oh, excuse me. Oh, let me slide right past you here. That was the first thing I was like, you don't got to track all. Oh, what the hell? Nope. You ain't doing that shit in Atlanta. Oh. Uh, no, but we do it up here. We in do gra- it up in here. The gra- in the great white north. I can't even drink. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. Oh, let me get Just right the, past oh, it. Oh, let me get right, oh, past, right. Oh. See, you don't you don't actually realize you do it either until like someone brings yeah. it up to you, and then you hear it like every yep. five seconds. Like for me, it's like whenever I sneak past an old person, like I gotta try to get behind them. Just put my hand just kind of ish near the, their back, and just be like, oh, this, I'm just gonna, oh. and they're like, and they're like, oh, yep. This that's exactly how it is. See, it, there's worked- never a conversation. I worked in a kitchen, man, so I'm always just like, I'm behind you. Yeah. Behind. Right. And I'll walk past. Like, All right. nope, I'm behind you. But oh, I, I do the oak thing, too. Oh. 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 Yep. All right. Well, that, that, that works. Uh, Brandon, yeah. what is so we're going to go into our, our least favorites yeah. here. Brandon, what was your least favorite? I, I picked Keep It On The Hush Okay. Uh, for me. Uh, I was just not a fan of the beat that was going on with this one. And especially with the beat and then the feature voice on this one. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't a fan of that mix together. For me, it was mm-hmm. just a weird combination. So, and I wasn't able to connect musically with this one. And I, and I didn't say this originally, but uh, as far as like my initial thoughts, um, because none of these tracks really related 
to me personally, except for the greatest hits. Um, I, I went more on the, the music, my musical knowledge and perspective in my okay. analysis of this album as I, that makes sense. My, as I raise my glasses like a freaking music nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the, the mix, I don't know the, the, I don't know who featured on this one, but whoever it was, their voice um, and, the, and the beat on this one, just it didn't vibe well with me. And I was like, man, I could go Jazzy Faye, Jazzy yeah. Fai. He was also producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't just a huge, I was not a huge fan of that one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, short and sweet and simple to the point. So, okay. Mel, what about you, man? What was your least favorite? So my least favorite was actually between Keep It On The Hush and She Said, but I, I actually appreciated the beat and the melody of Keep It On The Hush because it sounded like a gospel song that they was trying to turn into hip hop. Yeah. And I, yeah. being from the South and being raised Baptist, it was it was it was comedy to me more than more than a, a serious song. But yeah, I actually too She Said as my least favorite, uh, mainly because. You know, I'm real big on a uh, horse being horse, and uh, I, don't, I don't like the premise of the song of being like, "Oh, you can't trust her. She said she ain't never did it. She tell right. a motherfucking lie. I don't believe these hoes." I didn't like that, and then I also, as much as I do like I I twenty infamous too old, but at the same time, I didn't really care for his verse on this track. Yeah, I didn't care for his verse on this track. So, she said it's my least favorite. Okay. Uh, Steve, what about you? Round us out here, man. What was your Dude, favorite? Mine was cold outside. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't, wow. I didn't <laughs> like it only because so 90% of this album, I'd say 95% of this album mm. is like upbeat, like comedy yeah. style. Mm-hmm. And then they just slide in cold outside one track before the end. And you're like, wow, he went serious. Mm-hmm. Like the, the premise of the track is I got to do what I got to do because it's cold outside. If I don't mm-hmm. do this shit, I ain't gonna hang out at heat. Like I'm not gonna place I'm not gonna place to live, not gonna have food to eat. I gotta do all what I gotta do, kind of fight my way up because it's cold outside. So I might not want to go to my nine to five while I'm trying to get my you know my music game going. But mm-hmm. shit, it's cold outside. I recognize and I I I feel the track because I everybody's been there. You know, there's something you wanna do, something yeah. you have to do, and like you have this dream passion that you really want to spend most of your time on, but that don't pay the bills. Can't do that. Yeah. Right. No, I've got a couple of those things that I would love to spend all of my time podcasting and coaching, but those things don't pay the bills right now. Uh, So I got to go to my nine to five and do my job uh, as much as I hate it sometimes. But for me, the, the music, and it's just kind of the, it just brought everything down, which is just a weird feel for an album where everything is kind of up and hype and upbeat, funny, comedy. And the very back end, you're just like, life, bitch. Here it is. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. Because it was this, it was between this one or Freaky Things. And Freaky Things, just because of the that guitar. <laughs> yeah. The, the guitar yeah. on that just threw me off. Like I loved, I love Twista. I love Jagged Edge on there. I loved Luda's I loved all the verses, but the damn beat was so weird. Like that guitar, mm-hmm. like the old Wild West, like I just didn't the hell they were thinking. But that one at least kind of still followed the flow of the album where Cold Outside just like it like stop sign. Like, yeah. So the brakes on. I want. Well, I'm, I'm going to test uh, Growing Pains later because that is my deep cut. Spoiler alert. Oh. But just back to Cold Outside. I agree with you. It did change the pace of the album. I'm a nine, 10 year old kid. 
And shit, I'm trying to hand back my, my $5 for my straight A's report card. Like, nah, <laughs> mom, it's, it's a little chilly this winter. No, you might yeah. need this. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I it had was... grown man responsibilities. <laughs> right. And that's what, it, that's what it felt like. Like, even through like the, a lot of, when you read back and you read some of the critics' versions of this album, they actually say that, like, it's, it's like the baseline of a fantastic top notch comedy album. Cause yeah. it's, it makes you laugh all the way straight through. Like yeah. just the comedic aspect of the music plus the skits like mixed in. Like they mm-hmm. knew what they were doing. And then this this one kind of dropped in and you're just like, well, life just kind of caught up to us fast. Shit. Like, damn. Yeah. And yeah. listening to it 20 years later, I'm just like, I feel it even more because I am an adult. I got kids. I got a house. And I'm like, yeah. man, that made me feel sad. Can we move bitch some more? Let's let's move bitch some more. <laughs> yeah. I want to move bitch Good. some more. Oh, so what he said, right. Because yep. he, he said, uh, that rapping is my only way, but my mama told me save it for another day. Yeah. But I got to make it because it's cold outside. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, okay. I, yeah. I just, man. And I, I liked I liked the premise. It was just one of those things where it's just like. Yeah. Man, Not just, on this album. I'm just, yeah. yeah, I would have I saved that or dropped it later. Some of the single, something different. I wouldn't have left it on this one. But, but mm-hmm. again. So, Brandon, do you want to do the Shatner game or do let's, you want to do our yeah, deep yeah, cuts? Yeah, let's do our, our What's do the our Shatner game? game? I don't know this one. This one's my favorite that. when rap comes on. So I picked two more, two different, other than from the from the first game, two mm-hmm. other tracks, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to read them like a story with very little inflection, and you guys have okay. to, you just have pick to pick the lyrics the up. Yep. This is fun. Let's yeah. do it. So <laughs> I'm going to do it differently this time steve i'm going to start in a like halfway through i'm not going to start at the top of the verse i'm just going to go for it okay so, all right barry told or bury him told his bitch go to the prom and die if you know it just say it no nope, i shot himself in the head with the four five that's my deep cut. There it is. Yep. <laughs> when Damn she it. disobeyed, had North Clayton crazed. Damn yep. it. There it is. Yep. That's my deep cut. So I know that. One. I knew it. When you said it, I was like, dang, Mel's going to know instantly, which is why on the fly, I said, I'm just going to start in the middle of a verse. <laughs> yep. So that's growing pains. Yep. Oh, I love it. Okay. Pains. Yep. Okay. So the next one. Uh, how you gonna act like my neck don't bling? Haters it is get sweet spray like Afro scene, but they'll never really want to pop them things. <laughs> I know that one too. <laughs> Steve, you know it. Do you know is that it... one? I do. Yeah. Is, is it roll? It's not roll out, is it? No. no. And Let's I stop see. at the light, pull off so slow, but I'm out for the night. So pass that drove. So daddy come home. In that Cadillac. Yep. Now don't don't it sound absurd? Claim College Park where they flip them birds. Damn it. What the hell is this? Trick car alarms. Then You know it, man. I don't want to give it to you because you know it. Chop, chop. Chunk it up. Fat man, herb, herb, whatever. Fat man herb. How about about this one? How about I got a big weed stash, pocket full of cash. Just seen a big old big old ass. ass. Big old ass. Say it again. It's it's 
Oh, uh, come on. Saturday night. Sa- sticky, yeah, icky, yeah. Icky. Yeah, there we go. It's Saturday night. Yeah. It's Saturday. Yeah. It's Saturday. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh, dude, I dude, I was listening to it. I was just like, I was, oh, dude, I was just like, no, I can, I can pick the lyrics. I just can't figure out the freaking song is. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to this in my truck earlier, driving so around. Funny. We had, I had to do a quick errand, so I was listening to it, just kind of doing two and, uh, two and killing two birds with one stone yeah. without the kids in the car, with the windows well, down because it was good. nice. Well, I could have the oldest one. He probably, he probably love it. Um, but with the windows down, riding through Cowtown, getting uh, uh, <laughs> weirdest fucking looks. Like going world. through Cowtown with, with Ludacris. Hey, 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 Brandon. Uh, yeah. why, why, why we let Steve finish the story? I, I ain't mean to interrupt you. Steve. Oh no, you go ahead, man. I love this portion. Can you pull up one more? Any one that you picked, pull up one more, please. Yes, do, do this, this for Mel. Okay, all right. Let's As see. a guest, that's my only request. So yep, I can. Do I will it. actually. I will actually say while Brandon's pulling a song up really quick. This one, this this album actually has significance for me. I didn't even bring the track up, but Move Bitch. I brought this up on your podcast, Mel. Mm-hmm. I was involved with a cover band that used to do uh, Move Bitch at mm. twice the tempo. And it was funny because when it came on the day on the radio, when I listened to it on my on my truck, I could still do the first two verses at a faster tempo and move them right straight through. I couldn't mess with I twenties. I still can't mess with I twenties. Mm-hmm. I don't. It just hits me. I don't know what it is, but as being the white boy, not thinking that you come up with I me mean, coming on stage, time being like three fifty four hundred pounds, just coming out there and just going and doing the um the background on it was fun. But yeah, it made me laugh. Just brought back a little bit of the college bar memories. What do you got, mm-hmm. Brandon? You got All one? Right. I do. Are you ready? Go. Okay. Let's see if I know it. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Luda's oodles of noodles. Okay. Testing, On... me, testing me is like pit bulls put up to poodles. My rap career goes back further than your father's hairline. It's ludicrous. My freestyle? Nope. It's ludicrous. Okay. I pack more nuts. It's coming to America. It's coming to America. It is coming to America. Yeah, it's coming to America. I knew, I knew it was a freestyle. I just couldn't remember which one. It's coming to America. Which is amazing to open this album off, by the way. Like, that's yeah. an amazing oh, track yeah. to start off. The, thing over with. Yeah. the royal penis is clean, my, your highness. My <laughs> rap career go back to your brother than your father's hairline. I, I, yeah. That beat was so fly. That beat was mm. felt like I was in an orchestra. And his... Just going <laughs> after it, yeah. 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 Man, okay. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I love that game. It's one of my favorites that Brandon does. So, yeah. getting back into what we got here, yeah, let's um, go. we know what we know what Mel's deep cut's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what's yours? Yeah, I picked coming to America, guys. It's um, good. I did. I I really like the the choir. The I don't know if you call it the Gothic choir or whatever it was yeah. in the background. Super tight, super sweet, super cool, and. uh also, like this is one of those songs where if you have no idea who Ludacris is, like outside of you know we already talked about it, like Fast and the Furious, all that stuff, and you don't mm-hmm. realize that he was a musician, this is one that I would say gives you a good idea of how crazy good this dude is, and how crazy good of a rapper he is. He is fast, which being a fast rapper, I mean that takes time and practice. And that mm-hmm. guy just nails it. Um, and putting the 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 beat like that, his, the the lyrics to the music to and the beat, man, it just this dude knocks it out of the park. So for me, coming to America was was my deep cut and one that I would say, hey, check this one out. 
And being that you're a skit guy, the skit at the end of Coming to America was also hilarious. It was. (laughs) And that's one thing, too, that I really liked was instead of kind of like how, um, you know, Outkast did it, where they did a whole skit track that Mm -hmm. led into another. They just Luda just added it to the end of the previous track. And for me, I'm like, okay, they started a new track. And then I looked, I was like. No, I still have a minute and a half left of the one that I was just listening to. So just the way, but, but it, that way it helped move it along and moved it seamlessly mm-hmm. from one to the next without. Ooh. Yeah. And, and that's after this over, Brandon, listen, just listen to coming to America, edit it. And you will understand okay. what I, what I lived with for sure. at least four or five years until yeah. I really got to LimeWire and a CD burner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, some of these, some of these actually weren't even on, weren't even on there. Like some of the skits weren't even actually on the edited version. Like they, well, they... I don't, I don't remember all the, the skits. I remember coming to America because it mm-hmm. was on the edited version. The Royal mm, is clean. Your highness. Yeah. Thank you. Kings. <laughs> it was elephant noises and stuff. It, I know that the Come to America editor. So he went the Missy, he went Missy Elliott version on there and got yes, that on there. Yeah, he he tapped into his Missy. I Great, love it. Oh, just for I, I I just pulled up the clean uh the clean track list. Uh mm-hmm. greatest hits is not on there. Okay. Um I'm I don't know what other ones is nowhere on there? Uh that would be nope. hard to do, huh? It'll be six. Nope. <laughs> is not on there. Nope. Mm. And then I've got move. B asterisk 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 H. yeah then the song is move trick yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then freaky things uh this see. is the Walmart version your mom would let you buy yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah hundred percent this is the this version is, that wouldn't have got him canceled by Bill O'Reilly yeah this this is and I love I don't think it's this album I think it's future albums he just stay getting Bill O'Reilly's ass yeah and well, yeah. isn't that funny how things come full circle that's For all sure but you know how I mean <laughs> and, and to to break that up a little bit our listeners may not know what we're talking about back in 2002 Pepsi brought on Ludacris to do some stuff for them and do some ad crunches Bill O'Reilly had a shit fit this isn't Bill O'Reilly was still relevant um yeah. and actually got Ludacris canceled yep and instead of picking Ludacris, they went to Ozzy fucking Osbourne because Lud- because according to Bill O'Reilly, Ludacris had two explicit lyrics. Ozzy was on MTV swearing a damn storm with his kids, like doing yeah. stupid shit. And they were sure. it was it was the it was the black dude from Atlanta who Ludacris doesn't even look scary. He's not like a scary black. I mean, he had the huge no. fro at the time. He was rocking the huge fro at the time. But he went from like the most clean cut dude to this old ash English dude who's swearing at his wife and yelling at his kids and is probably peeing his pants. Yes. Like, exactly. and it was Bill O'Reilly, another guy's probably peeing his pants. But another <laughs> fucking, it was stupid. Yeah. But Ludacris <laughs> is one of the first artists in the more present day to actually get canceled. And yeah. then, um, that's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Who from Def Jam came out. Russell Simmons came out and said, "The hell you did." And actually took and took uh, Pepsi's ass and was gonna sue the shit out of them, and they ended up donating like three to five million dollars to Ludacris's foundation. Is how they got rid of it, like how they got it passed. But imagine that shit now, like you got rid of, you know, somebody just drops a popular artist because he's got explicit lyrics, and you put Paul fucking McCartney or somebody up there, <laughs> like <laughs> whitewash the fuck out of it. That wouldn't fly. But no. it was two thousand two. 
people were still letting Bill O'Reilly fucking think for him. Yeah. Now we just go to what Hannity now is the douchebag that everybody thinks for everybody now. Mm-hmm. Or fucking Joe Rogan. Fuck that guy too. Um, <laughs> but but we're not, we gonna, we're not gonna get political. We gotta get political. No, 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 no. <laughs> we will but we will uh, we will take a sixty million dollar deal with Spotify, just so you know. For sure. Yeah. They ain't gotta give me sixty. They yeah. just you know, one. They can, no, they yeah, can stop it. They, no, I need two. One for me, one for D. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. One for me, one for Darius. All right, you get D. you get three. You get three. You get one for you, one for Darius, and me and Brandon. Let's put the other one. Hey, yeah. hey that's fine. I don't, we can all be a package deal. That's right. Yeah, I like it. I, that's the people. Oh, they sold. They sold. You, the jungle is the jungle right. is hell. Network. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll come yeah. under that. I'm okay falling under the network. Yeah. Just, the be, jungle can, is hell with goats, man. Is how it's to, gonna be. To be the jungle with goats. Guys, as we're recording this, I swear to God, like earlier, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this to Ludacris. But hey, man, take us out. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I am. There's not gonna do it. I am. I take, I take every fucking buddy. I, I take everybody. There's a, there's been a couple times where people have been <laughs> like, oh, thanks, this was good, and it's like, did you really listen to the album? Because you probably would have not liked us if you did. Or uh, me. Or right, <laughs> I'm still really trying to get Greta Van Fleet to listen to our episode just because you trash <laughs> on them so hard. But Dude. um, I feel like they would cry anyway. But we're, yeah. we're worshiping this guy. We're giving him his flowers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Um, this guy all day no, long. You know who you got to get, Brandon. You know who you got to get to like listen to their listen to their release. The one that I really want you to get to is Run the Jewels. Get Run the Jewels. And listen to that, please. Yeah. Yeah, we did RTJ four. I gotta go back and listen to it. Put put that in the uh in our Facebook group. We yep. would, I want to go back and listen to it. Yep. We did RTJ four, yeah. and that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go with my deep cut on this one because mm-hmm. I actually did choose the word of mouth freestyle. Nice, mm-hmm. because this is the ludicrous that I know. This mm-hmm. is the guy that I know. He's fast, smart as all fucking hell. Just thinks on his feet like nobody's business. It is not just. Like you said, rapping about the other dude's clothes or his shoes, what he sees in front of him. Mm-hmm. No, it's all upstairs. Everything he's yep. got coming out of his mouth, the pop culture references on the fly, just the stuff that he pulls out in both mm-hmm. freestyles, coming to America and word of mouth. Yeah. And I and I I know he can still do it now, which is the best mm-hmm. part. I would love to see a versus episode with Luda on it. Me too. I would love to see Ver- who on oh, versus. I don't know who he would mm. go against, and I don't know if they could get him because. They're, they're they're calling B level right now most of the time, but calling Luda B level? No, no, they're going after the verses are kind of going oh, B. They're going yeah. the ones that are a little bit further out. They haven't got anybody that's too top notch. But Luda's okay. been out of the rap game for a little bit of time, so he might yeah. be out there. Who, who, who he go against though? Who you think? Ooh. Off top of your head, I was, who you think? I was actually wondering that myself. I don't know who he would go against. Part of me, part of me says, you know, they wanted to go big. I could see him going against Jay Z. Yeah, it'd be fun. I don't think people would respect it, and not because of who Ludacris is, is because of what they imagine Jay Z to be. But if they wanted to go after somebody in the South, Juvenile would be fun. Ooh, Juvenile would be fun, but at the same time, whenever you think about trying to trying to push and sell, Juvenile had his huge four hundred degrees, and I mean, just me personally, mm-hmm. I don't think Juvenile got the type of clout. No, he didn't do much after that, but he wasn't yeah, he wasn't too there. But well, he mostly just stopped and did and did cash money at that point. He just kind of pushed everybody else. He pushed Lil Wayne and everybody else yeah. out there. Who I do you think would, to, to match his energy? You said Lil Wayne. You should think Luda and Lil Wayne, but to match where I think the culture 
and mm-hmm. viewership. Mm-hmm. I, I but I don't think the energy would be the same. Let me just say the energy not gonna be the same. Okay, I wouldn't mind seeing Luda and Fifty. Okay, that would be fun. That that shit that would sell the hell out of it. Luda would kill him. <laughs> he would, and the energy wouldn't be the same. But no. to keep the energy up, I would love to see Luda and Lil Wayne. What about Fifty at Rip Ross? Yeah, they got kind of the same vibe on their tracks. I like that a lot. Somebody's gonna get hurt just because of how they go after each other. But yeah, yeah, well, Rick but Ross I, and Fifty would be. That's fun, why but, they wouldn't do it though. Yeah, I don't, don't. think they do it. I don't think they do it. That's why I, I couldn't see Rick doing it because Rick would punch somebody. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Rick doing it with nobody. But man, Luda and Wayne would be fire. It would, and it would sell so much too. That would that would be yeah, must see TV. Fire, and that would no. man, that would be fire. But that's just pay per view. That's what they do Look versus the, versus. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it really? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So yeah, what, what versus is yeah. Brandon is is basically two hip hop artists or R and B artists, and they kind of mm-hmm. they kind of go head to head with their songs, and they just kind of go okay. after each other. Um, there was one okay. recently. Um, who was it? Yeah, well, a bunch of them. Uh, well, they had Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Osley Brothers. They had yep. uh, Gucci Man versus uh, Young Jeezy. Uh, they had. Um, uh, what's the the LOX versus uh Dip yeah, the locks? Yeah, yeah, that locks was the one. Dip sex, and uh, so they they just they they put they you know they let them pick their songs and they say hey we're okay. gonna they had um Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow, mm-hmm. so it's a oh, okay. it's a versus yeah. but we're gonna put our tracklist against each other. Got so it. basically, okay. you pick your song and then I'm a I'm gonna come behind you with this song. You know, Do you know it was actually started by Twist by Swiss Beats and Timberland. Yep. Hmm. Those two started got on it. during the pandemic. Yep, they started it. Yep, and it just it just t- every time they put one out, it takes off. It's you know, yep. it Twitter and Instagram are f- crazy with a whole the yep. whole night, and everybody's just getting trashed. And it's recorded on YouTube. It's 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 actually pretty funny. I have to check it out. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to it. Like, but it is must see. Some of the stupid shit that happens, and then it never start on time either. Don't don't go and have them start on time. They <laughs> never fucking start on time. <laughs> Nice. That's one that everybody bitches about. The, uh, the, the Keisha Cole episode. Yeah, wrong. I, man, I would have just fired her on spot, bro. I ain't gonna lie oh to yes. Anyway, but, anyway, let's get uh, back on so, topic. So, what is what was your deep cut, Mel? We already heard it, but give us give us the go ahead. What, what so, was deep cut? My deep cut actually cuts deep. Uh, so, Growing Pains was mine. Um, Ludacris album came out when I was young. And it stuck with me. Like I, I used to have my edited CD, and then I end up having the burn CD that I made once I had a CD burner. And I could never get past growing pains because I around me everything was moving fast. You know, like we all talk about oh, life moves fast and you grow up fast. Yeah. And that that line that you said hit me so hard. Like Charlie said he go to the prime and die, didn't lie. Because it's like I don't want to see nothing past this. Like, I, I love my friends. I love what I'm doing now. Like, I love my lifestyle now. Like, damn, like Ludacris said, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of the, the starter verse, but he said, wherever I go, they with, they my buddies. It's like, man, I love my friends. I love everything that I had going on now. I don't want to grow up. Like, Ludacris, to me, he was grown. Like, whenever people, I hate when like rappers, I ain't trying to be no role model, but you put out this music and this art and people feel you on a deeper and spiritual level. I right. felt this song because I was growing up. Yeah. Like literally Ludacris was, this album was with me from nine to now I'm 29 talking about it. <laughs> right. For 20 years, this album been with me. And whenever I mentioned it there, and it, it wasn't even a mention. It was a, hey, 
well, we review music. What do you want to review? Ludacris, Growing Pain, uh, Word of Mouth. This album been with me for 20 years and listening mm-hmm. to each song of this album, it gave me something. So Growing Pains hit me because like as every year I get older, all I could do is think about the stuff I did and the stuff I didn't do. And then we think about like, you know, we got Marvel coming out with the multiverses. I'd be wondering yeah. all the time. Like, what if I would have did this? I wonder how that I wonder how that male living. <laughs> right. The so old what if. hit, man. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree, man. It's 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 one of those things. So, Mel, we'll start with you because you're you're already so, talking here. What was your what was your, kind of your final thoughts and then your rating for this one? What do you got for it? Oh man, you I don't know if it's nostalgia. I don't know if this album is just as amazing as it is, but my rating for this is a 10 out of 10, 20 out of 20, 100 out of 100, 5 out of 5, whatever y'all give. They get out of 10, but yeah, I love it. Uh, My final thoughts, start to finish, I loved it. It was an amazing album. Every song gave me something. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. the Coming to America freestyle used to make me... Whenever I first got me an apartment and I started taking showers with women, I used to be like, ooh, clean the royal. Listen, so I actually heard Coming to America freestyle before yeah. I watched Coming to America to know where the reference came from. Oh, so when shit. I watched Coming to America, I was like, oh, they copying off Ludacris. <laughs> and then once I got a little <laughs> older, I was like, oh, never mind. It was another word, right? <laughs> yeah. Then, then you got to go to sleep, man. Yeah. I used to be, I literally used to be in the room and I'm like, if you tired, be quiet and go to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep. And I'm like, I'm laying down for the night. She said she never did. Man, me and my partners, we used to laugh about this song because J. Cole had a verse, you know, however many guys she say she had sex with, got to multiply by three. But we used to reference Ludacris. Man, she's sitting there telling a motherfucking lie. Area codes, we used to celebrate knowing women from different area codes. You know, I'm from uh, Alexandria, Louisiana. 337 is Lafayette. 225 is Baton Rouge. 504 is New Orleans. So if I used to get an area code from 504, and I had to tell all my partners, I got hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, but I, I, I just, I could literally go down this track list and give you guys an example of how each track impacted my life and how something... I took from it. And it's crazy. I think, Steve, you said it earlier, like, this has the makings of a comedy album. And now that I'm 29, you know, I don't need, uh, I ain't say I don't need, but I don't look at this album as a a, a stepping stone to life, you know, because he's older than me. I'm old. I'm grown. I figured out my life. Yeah. I can't look back and just see the entertainment in it and see the value in the entertainment. In it. And now I look back and I laugh and it gives me amazing memories. Mm-hmm. Like this album gives me memories to every single track on here, and I don't know, man. I just I love this album. I I, yeah. I, I love it. I love this album. I I could, man. I might drop a tear talking about this album. It was nice. an amazing album. It was the first album that I ever had, start to finish. That that might be some of my bias. That it was the first album I had. So see, you got to understand. In two thousand one. I ain't had no money. My mama, my mom wouldn't buy no tracks because I had a boom box, but shit. My yeah. I had a boom box and two cassette tapes. There you go. My my mixtapes was what I stayed up and listened to on the radio and recorded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that when my uncle gave me this CD, 
I, I could use I could use the CD player on top of the boy. Yeah, this Game is all over. I listen to. Right, <laughs> this is all I listen to. So you For know, sure. I, I I put so many hours into this album to where every single track I could sit here and tell you something about. Like even it's cold out, man. Listen to it's cold outside the other day for this podcast. I was just thinking to myself, like, damn, I need to start hustling harder. Like I really ain't doing enough. Like I need to. I'm I'm, I'm I do well enough, you know. Yeah. I do all right. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm above middle class. I'm, I'm comfortable, but I ain't making it. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm right. So I'm right there with you, man. No, it's it's so good. It's yeah. just so good. It's a great album. I, I put freaky things on. I start going whispering my old lady ear. There you go. You need it. You need to do a little bit more. No, what are you doing? <laughs> there you go, Steve. What about you, man? So the album itself is fun. It's it's fun. It's it's mm-hmm. full of pop culture references, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, started off with coming to America and, and and dropping those, and through that whole track, he just dropped tidbits of the movie the whole way straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so fun to listen to now. Being at twenty years ago, and I was in high school, I loved it, and I still enjoy it today. I didn't realize how much I would actually enjoy the whole album because sometimes you get hip hop from 20, 25 years yeah. ago. And you're like, you kind of like push that button a little bit. Like you're worried. You're like, Oh man, hold up. What am I about to hear? Cause I forget. Mm-hmm. And I pushed the button and the whole time straight through, I was in my truck and I was just like, nah, it's just like, it's just like having a fresh shirt that you're like, man, this thing still fits. It's still nice. I love it. The music all across is on point. I love all the guest spots he brought in with bringing his own yeah. from DTP, but everybody else he kind of brought through too and kind of showing and, putting them in a spot where they're all successful, not just DTP guys and ladies, but the other, the other artists as well. I mean, Twista was right where he needed to be. JD kiss, same way. They're right where they need to be. Nate dog. It's a perfect track for him. Um, but the whole thing is I go back and I listen to the album and I listen to Luda and he sounds like he's smiling every single time he takes the mic. Like he is enjoying himself to the 10th degree every single time. And that's what I miss about music and especially hip hop now. Like you hear these guys rapping currently and you don't hear the enjoyment in their voices. You don't hear that smile. They're having fun. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everybody's got to go super hard and super business and everything. And it's like, just put something out that you're having fun with and it'll sell because people respond well if they know that you're, you know, you appreciate what you do and that you had fun with it. They're going to have fun too. And I think in 2021, 2022, almost we need to have more fun. That's perfect. Um, But for me, I was a nine out of 10 on it. It's, it's, it's a fantastic album. It's, and it's, it's nostalgia all the way around. Brandon, what do you got? So for me, um, being, for being a ludicrous album, this definitely um, fits fits the bill um, for for Luda and who he is. Artists who create music, it reflects kind of their their life and the things that they live in. So for him, he's a very funny dude, and he just kind of likes to hang out, mess around, do you know, be funny dude, you know, that sort of thing. And his music definitely reflects all of that. So, but unfortunately for me, I wasn't able to connect to a lot of it based on how I grew up in the world um, and not being around hip hop and rap and all that sort of stuff growing up. Um, But I was able to appreciate the construction of the album and the construction of how the songs and the tracks were put together from a musical standpoint. 
um, knowing that, um, you know, the, like I mentioned, the, the skits at the ends of tracks that lead into the next uh, tracks and all that sort of stuff. And just, if the flow is super great. Um, yeah. So I am giving this one a seven and a half out of 10. Um, but that's just, that's just for me. So um, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it just wasn't one that I could fully kind of relate to a lot. So it was, <laughs> it had, there was just some, culture barriers and stuff for me so which you know it is you what got it some, is. you got yourself some whole barriers i, I do yeah. some whole barriers and some ho 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 barriers anyway all yeah. right so i got two questions i got two questions for you guys what's up what's up what's up so the first one i i the, this first one i already asked you or told you guys to think about it but the second one i didn't so we'll start with the first one if you so this what album is named word of mouth if mm. if it was to if you were to be given the reins and name mm-hmm. this album yourself or if you now listening to it could change it to whatever would you change it from word of mouth and if so what would it be or is it good the way that it is i'll start let's see you go for it oh, oh, oh Steve, whoever yeah. no no well, you, you can start you can start okay. Steve than me the comedian in me is the reason why i did this and i i mm-hmm. wrote it out if it if I was to re I would rename it Potty Mouth, because <laughs> but that's it. But mouth that's it. still mouth still mouth but just Potty Mouth. Okay, um, that's it. No, I but in all honesty, I think that the the word of mouth just with the freestyle mixed with how fast he raps and the rhymes that he does, it fits really well with what he does, and he did so. I think it worked out well. So, Steve, what about you? I wouldn't change a thing. I, I think it was perfect for, for what he was getting out there. It's it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit this and that. And you you kind of just know what the album on the front of it, he put himself front and sk- front and center in the fisheye lens. Like, you're getting – this is who you're getting. Like, you're getting all me. Um, so, I, I wouldn't change it. What about you, Mal? Uh, I hate that you said that, oh, Steve. <laughs> go, go for it, man. Because I honestly, I, I love the title. Um, but just just in the in the spirit of this, if I was to change it, I think about him being from Atlanta and Ti being around here. This should have been where he declared his dominance. You don't want to piss Ti off, man. He will shoot you. This 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 should have been I. Uh, Ludacris should have declared his dominance right here. I'm the king of the South, <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what he could have named it. You know, word of mouth me, man. I'm going to say whatever. I'm going to say all type of crazy shit and you take it how you take it, you know, cause word, that's like playing the game of telephone. You know, one person say something, another person say something, another person say something. By the time you get to the end, I don't know what the fuck they said in the beginning, but mm-hmm. I took it this way. So that's how I take word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just it things being passed on, and then especially in that time, two thousand one, where we think about how CDs was being pushed and how people was being pushed, it was all word of mouth sales. It was like, hey man, I like this guy, I love this guy. You should check him out. You should check. You heard that new Ludacris? Hey, did you mm-hmm. check him out? And I think it was the uh, back for the first time he talked about how people still keep asking him about and being incognito. No, no, oh, it wasn't word of mouth. But, oh, I've been a fan since incognito. Anyway, it, it don't matter. The yeah. point is, at that time, shit moved by word of mouth. You know, even nowadays, like we talk about social media, but I work in in an industry to where everything moves by word of mouth. So I could just respect the name. That, hey, I'm 
I'm building this strictly by word of mouth, strictly by my clout, strictly by what you see and what you hear. So yep. I love the name, but if he could change it, I I I, I hope he declare his dominance as one of the greats of the out the south. I hate how he don't get enough credit. Yeah, he definitely doesn't get enough credit. I think going mm-hmm. going fast and the furious kind of ruined it for him, but yeah. it was business wise. It was the best yeah. decision he's ever made in his life because right. it, it broadened his his audience so far mm-hmm. that he can do no wrong. I mean, he's he's doing I think he's doing like Jif peanut butter commercials right now and like doing some weird shit. You, you, but, you, you know, like it just ain't been in a black culture. You know, I hate that like people will look at Jay-Z and say, oh, he's an amazing businessman. But like you said, you know, they look at Ludacris and be like, oh, he's doing, or even Ice, not even Ludacris, they look at IC, look at IC and be like, he's doing law and order. So, to be on this, this man is on more seasons than Stabler. Yeah, 20-some seasons. Well, it was funny. I saw a meme recently that he was on the movie MTV Music Awards and that he came out and he was rapping. And there was a meme. It was like all these kids think this, they just saw the detective on the TV rapping. Like, what the hell? Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Like, but it, man, that was an amazing business decision. But they look at they they just look at the people that they personally respect. And you know, I don't think people. Ludacris came out in the time where we talk about the DMX is what the DMX album came out with 99. Just something like that. Ludacris, this album came out 2001. And then even before that, he had albums in 2099. So he was just a wild, crazy rapper. He wasn't coming out with that hard gangster shit. And he was still able to push these albums. So whenever they look at the Kanye's of the world and they be like, oh, well, he came out with a different sound. Ludacris came out with a different sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it just, I, I don't think that people give these type of artists enough credit for what they was doing at that time. Like, we enjoy them now. We enjoy what they're doing, but they're not getting that credit because, like you said, Brandon, well, I don't really relate to that because, you know, my my life revolve around that hard, trying to be gangster, trying to be whatever, and they don't give these weird, comedic, out-the-box rappers enough credit. Right. But anyway, that's my spiel. I'm no, no, and I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, like mm-hmm. you guys, like Ice T, Ice Cube, even he, Cube had to like completely change his whole persona. Mm-hmm. He went from the hardest dude of the South Central to like you know your dad's best friend, like. Right. But like the what they were able to do, and it, it's terrible that they have to do that. But what they're able to do is bring apart a whole different white yeah. culture right. that were like mm-hmm. he's right. not scary anymore. Like, but Luda's had that. But he just kind of sat back with, you know, the family, Dominic, right. you know, good old Vin Diesel right. brought on well, there. Well, but... well, well, I, I... No, go, no, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, I sound, well, well, even even outside, of, let's let's just let's remove race from it for a second. Mm-hmm. And I think about uh, Ice-T, you know, and I look at all these rappers and just me being, being let's remove race, but add race. Me yeah. being a black guy looking at these rappers that make it off of telling their experience why they wasn't making it. And now you make it, you have a different life experience. Mm-hmm. And I always look at the rappers that still doing the same shit. And I say, why the fuck are they still doing the same shit? And I look at somebody like Ice-T and I say, I understand. I'm not in these streets no more. I'm rich. I made it. I'm finna do something else like act. I'm finna be on 20 seasons of Law and Order. I don't have to rap about being in these streets no more because I'm not. And I don't want to be. I want to get out like, man, you talk to anybody that's really in the streets. 
they'll tell you the goal is to get out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'd be laughing. I, I literally said my old lady stuff that I remember, like, growing up. And I remember, like, gangsters said, like, oh, man, you smart, man. You, man, get, get from around here. You, don't, you ain't got no part of this. You ain't got no man. I remember, like, some, like, fights. My cousin, I would hear about after the fact. I'm like, man, why you ain't hit me up? My cousin would be like, nah, man, that ain't in. That ain't you. Like, you, nah, you probably going to go to college or something. You don't need to be out here doing that. You know what I'm Because people respected individuals that had a way out. And nowadays, I feel like the respect for individuals that have a way out is lost. And we look at individuals that make it out as less than. Like, how dare you become better than what you used to be? Is that is that just in the in the black community, though, you think? Like, it's where, think that's so. where it primarily, primarily is? I, I can only speak about the black community because I don't keep up with the white community. Well, I, so I, I, so I try I, not I, to. They're, they're very racist. <laughs> So I'm, but but to be real, I'm I'm sure rednecks probably have that same problem to where like you know they may have a smart redneck that become a lawyer or something, and, and the other rednecks be like, "How dare you make money when we out here struggling?" Right. <laughs> no, I'm I live I live I live that, so I understand that we live we yeah. live in a community that's similar to that where people are trying to get out and you're trying to get like, even my kids in a small town, like I tell them, your goal is not to stay here, your goal is exactly. to leave this town, yep. like get out of here, mm-hmm. but. I mean, it's it's interesting to hear that like you got somebody who's super successful, and then the people mm-hmm. don't give them the credit for what they did to get to the success point because they they're seen as less than because they didn't stay in the streets and be there and like. But I see that you you see it you do see it in your in your in the cultures around like mm-hmm. Ludacris isn't mentioned in the top twenty rappers generally. And it's not, be. and he should be, for the amount of stuff he's able to do in a, in the short period of time that he was able to do it. I mean, selling almost 12 million albums in, in about four years with four different albums. I mean, yeah. the longevity of that. And then he's got albums that just kind of keep going. It's there. He is he is in the top 20 of, you know, all time there somewhere. Um, but it's it's one of those things, man. So, Brandon, what was your second question for us? Just yeah, was, as, yeah. a, as a what if scenario. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Let's say this album didn't drop in 2001. And he, and he did all of Fast and Furious, all of this, and all of a sudden it's 2021, almost 2022. <laughs> you guys know where I'm going with this. Oh, I think I do. What's up? Yeah. Let's say he decides to drop word of mouth in 2021. Would it be as popular now as it was back then? Or would there be or would cancel culture get to him? I'm I'm going to speak from a place of delusion. As far as I'm concerned, Ludacris is a modern day feminist. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he does he yeah. does love him some women. He does love him women. Yeah, and he celebrates <laughs> hoes being hoes and doing whole things. Yeah, but now let me talk about this being realistic. Um. I, I think he would have had some trouble with she said and um wear for sure. Area codes, he would have had some trouble. I, I think those three. But do you think that those would have been explainable where he could still have them on his album and it still be a success? No, not 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 she said in area codes. Okay. I think keep it on the hush, yes. I, I think, think so, I think you man. could get area codes. I think you could get area codes in there. It wouldn't be a single though. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be a single. You'd, it wouldn't right. be a single. It would not have been a single. Because what they would do yeah. in this, and and if it was now, he would have, he would have rolled either with either roll out or move bitch first. Yeah. Because yeah. say the fuck out of my business is a is a twenty twenty one motto. Um, yeah. It would have been, dude. This album would still kill now, and it still does. Yes. I mean, you've got people that twenty years they're like, yup. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Tonight, I was excited, so I posted the album art on our on my Facebook page. Yeah, I got yeah. like thirty likes. People yeah. were like, "When is it coming out? When's it going?" Like, "Oh, it's coming right. out about a, in a little mm-hmm. bit now." But yeah. it's like, it's still people still know this album, and it's just the album art. I was just like, "I'm so excited to do this album," mm-hmm. and they were just yeah. like, "Boom!" And it was yeah. hot. Let's go. So I still think it would hit just as hard. I I agree with Mel that Area Coats wouldn't have been a single, and she said, "Might not have made it." But yeah, I was just asking the question just because I'm curious. It would yeah. kick Drake's ass. It would kick Drake's oh, ass. Hundred percent. It's it's fun. Like this. This is so. Yeah. Not to. I know we already with an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, I don't Ooh, care. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, we're I'm not on. I'm not going to hell. I'm not, time. We 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 not we not evaluating the Drake album. But I'll say this from start to finish. I didn't feel a need to skip nothing because everything had something. It was either funny or dope. Yeah. That was it. It was funny or dope. Like, oh, well, I don't really want to hear words. You can skip that then, whatever. But it was either funny or dope. It wasn't like, what is this filler? What is this just words? Or do I have to do I have to keep up with his personal life to know what he's talking about? No, it was either funny or dope. Right. And so just start to finish this album provided that. Well, that's 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 right there. Hey guys, tune in, tune in on Tuesday to hear Certified Lover Boy. Me and Brandon talk about that hey. one <laughs> coming up very shortly here. That is that is the clear indication between twenty between two thousand and one and twenty twenty one. Yeah, right there. It's we didn't have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram in yep. two thousand one. We were probably happier, um, but probably. we didn't have to keep up with everybody else's everybody else's social media game. Yeah, because yep. who the fuck cared? It was and and to tell you the truth, Ludacris dropped this album. What three months after 9 11? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were already in a, in a fucked up place as a country already, and right. he dropped some comedy on us, and it kind of made everybody kind of, yeah, look a little differently. But it's it's the difference between 2001 and 2021. We're yeah. so plugged in on everything, we know nothing about anything. So, yeah. I, I agree, but I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm looking forward to the Drake review coming out on Tuesday. It's gonna be fun. I'm not. Uh, there's I'm gonna be some kidding. Canadian some Canadian sitcom references. <laughs> um I'm gonna bash him in the Raptors so bad. Oh, you're going by, for the Raptors? By, by this you. point, by this point, it's already been recorded. So by oh, the I time I, by, by the time everybody hears this episode that we're doing with Ludacris, the you know, certified lover boy has already been recorded. So. See, guys, just wait, there's more. Yeah, just wait. Uh, Here's more. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Sneak right past there. Just right. sneak that one right past it. So to wrap this one up, we all we all agree this is an album. If you like hip hop, if you're if you like Ludacris in Fast and the Furious, and maybe not, not familiar with a lot of his stuff, or you've just heard Move Bitch, pull the album up. <laughs> Listen to the whole right, thing from right. start to forward. You know, check it out. But that being said, before we kind of head out here, Mel, we did talk What's about up? a little bit about a little bit about Jungle as Hell. You want to throw another plug in for Jungle as Hell for your uh, for your your Halloween? No. 
I'm I'm always plug the jungle. Go, go, go for it. Uh, we we try to keep it as simple as possible. So you can find us on any site. You can email us. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. It is the T H E Jungle J U N G L E is I S H H E L L H E double hockey sticks podcast P O D S and dog C A S T. So yeah, you guys, please check us out. Um, I feel like we put out some great, funny content. Um, there's an episode for everybody. You know, if you don't like comedy and you want something serious, we have a mortgage expert on. If you want to travel the world, we have a uh, travel advisor on. We have a lot of other stuff coming on, credit advisors, uh, more financial planning advisors. We have some mental health experts coming on. We just released the episode um, uh, in September with a youth pastor. And that that's one of my favorite episodes. So we, yeah, we do a lot of different stuff. And then even episode with Steve, like man, Steve, like your episode, yeah. man. That episode, yeah. man. Just talking about adoption episode. and stuff, guys. Yeah. It's, no, it's, no, and I told, and I texted Steve. Man. I was, I was like halfway through, and then when Steve, when you started talking about the adoption of your boys and just how mm-hmm. you know, no matter the you know everything, like you still love your kids and like it's all. Like I texted you, I was like, "Man, I'm proud of you for the for like the the the, the honest dialogue, that, yeah, the, the honest dialogue and the life that you sacrificially chose by taking yep. in, you know, your your now four boys and who knows the the future, you know. I mean, I kind of do, but yeah. you know, whatever. But you know what I mean. The future is unknown. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. I, you know, and I see your your kids a lot, so it's it's yeah. I, the growth I was, and the growth was and whatnot's te- going there. I was tearing up. I was like, man, what's this jungle? What's the hell making me cry? It's bro, that episode with Steve was amazing. Like I, I'm not saying that because you're right here in front of me, Steve. Oh, that, that episode was amazing. I came home and so I tell my lady about it. Like that episode was an amazing episode. Honestly. Let me just say this, and I know we about to wrap it up. And my lady texts me and say I need help with the baby, so we about to wrap it up. Oh, no, you got to wrap no, up anyway good, now. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Steve, I just want to say I forgot that you because when we talk, first talked on Facebook, it was about the adoption stuff and mental yeah. health, and I forgot that that's why you came on. And I was like, well, we're gonna talk about notes, and goals, and that's why we started with music. But once we got to adoption, I was like, oh yeah, let me ask the questions that I wanted in my mind. Mm-hmm. And man, we went so deep. It was, it, was, had, it was a dope episode. I've man. had some friends listen to the episode, and it's fun because mm-hmm. they, 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 it was a twofold compliment one for me, one for you guys. Is mm-hmm. they were, they were really interested and surprised by, um, the honesty that I shared and that didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't stop. I didn't say, no, no, I don't want to talk about that. No, I, anything you asked, I talked about, mm-hmm. but they were more so happy and kind of kind of like it was like living between your eyes of questions they they want to ask but aren't Mm, afraid mm -hmm. to ask someone in my position because everyone wants to ask about you know you know what kids you wouldn't wouldn't take you know Mm -hmm. if you get paid how that all works what the process is really like but they don't want to go personal on it and i will tell you that 94 uh, most I, I would say damn near 99% of the foster parents and adoptive parents that I know are that on like paper with you because our lives are already like that already. So we're just, we'll just mm-hmm. tell anybody we don't give a shit. It's just kind of what it is. Yeah. But 
people don't want to ask because they seem like it's risque. But if you're trying to think for thinking yeah. about getting into it, like the the questions that you asked in my answers, according to a couple of friends of mine, actually helped them make a decision to look more into the process. So wow. no, no, don't tell me that. Not now we we bought the boy. No, don't dude, and no, I, I appreciate sweet. so I appreciate you guys yeah. and you and Darius. And they said that it was yeah. the way that it was done. If you guys haven't listened to the episode, go over to Jungle as Hell, check it out. It's two hours long. It's a lot of fun. We 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 laugh and it joke goes by. Yeah. I I joke with Darius and Mel all the time, <laughs> all the time about the long ass episodes. We are we fifteen minutes from two hours. I just oh, well, say we're that. doing good. Yeah. Oh, we're fine. <laughs> but, I don't care. But it but it goes by so smooth. <laughs> like yeah. it just you flow. And I'm just gonna say it because you know I'm a fan of your guys's podcast. Thank you, I, man. I appreciate. The I appreciate those those tough questions, the thoughtful questions, the ones that I know that you and D have prepared, that they're mm. not just some of them are kind of off the whim just as like a one off of a yeah. question that you have. But you've got a list of stuff. And so mm. knowing that you guys are just as prepared to ask these tough questions or questions that like somebody may not think of, but you're like, man, that was. Yeah, like I. Yeah, I never new to ask that question but that makes total sense to ask it whether you know whatever topic it is that you guys are talking about so so yeah. like my i'll say this like you know whenever we have a guest come on like we tell them straight up and steve can attest to this like hey look if you we are not a got you moment podcast look, mm-hmm. if you don't want to talk about it say no comment and we will move on and pretend like it never happened yeah. that's that's it other than yep. that it's just what comes to our mind because like you said we we have you here and you are in our space. So we're going to, we're going to be as respectful as possible. And I love the last question I asked you and how Darius took it and answered it for you. And even my, my girlfriend is like, man, you guys are like really respectful. Like we are very respectful of our guests because we appreciate anybody that comes on to our podcast. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are some things that we want to ask that we're just curious about that we wouldn't ask normally. Like if I knew a friend that adopted kids, I wouldn't have asked those same questions in a normal situation because I'm too mentally worried about offending them. Yeah. But now you volunteered to come into my space. We can ask you in these this neutral ground where you understand it's going to happen to you. And I'm so happy you were as honest as you was. And man, that was an amazing episode. Yep. So guys, this has been the Notes My Goats podcast. We reviewed Word of Mouth by Ludacris. So uh, we're all going to get out of here and uh, go uh, hang out with our families and uh, <laughs> do what we got to do. So guys, yeah. yeah. Uh, as always, I am Brandon. And I'm Steve. And, and I'm Mel. And now, <laughs> yes, I thought that was me. My bad. No, no, no it's no perfect. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.